Welcome to Queers on Dice, uh, the only podcast this side of the Milky Way galaxy that will um, just tell you how it really is. Every that. time. It's it's your probably abrasively honest friend that's no longer a friend because you thought it was cool in your early 20s and then you realize, oh, that's actually kind of rude. Wow, drag me. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. And this is when I said, Lisa, you're off the podcast. <laughs> This was lovely. So My ears fun. are sweaty. Fuck you all. My ears are sweaty. <laughs> you know, it wasn't the hours of recording time you made me go through. It's the ear sweat. That's where I draw the line. With you, as always, is the gang of intrepid space adventurers. Here to kick us off is... Should we change up the order? Yeah. I think, I think I started with you every time. Oh, yeah. I start with so me let's, every time. Let's, let's do... Let's do... Let's, you, what's your name? What's my name? Who, yeah, who are you? <laughs> who are you? My name is Sahadla, but you can call me Hammy, and I'm playing Jen of Awe, a sexy, rich, beautiful, dragonborn housewife. Not as in has a husband and kids, as in does not have those things, but is on a show called Housewives. Just had to clarify that, because apparently... Now we know. There's been some there has been some confusion. And you are not the only one in my life, Eris, that has been confused. I've explained this to multiple people, and they're like, so the family, what's uh-huh. happening? I'm like, no, no, no. Reality TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we were when we were building that backstory, I, I think I really do think it was like thirty minutes it was of me like talking to you, and then just being like, "So, what about your husband?" You would just get frustrated with me. <laughs> I don't have a husband. No husband. So like, and I thought. Just talk about the husband. <laughs> I thought I thought it was a heteronormative correction. Yeah, my friend was like, "Wife, wife." I was we like, not. "No, don't you dare talk about the husband." <laughs> How dare you bring up my husband at this time? She's not even gay. She's just a alone leave it <laughs> she's just alone alone um as the only single person at the table i relate to that oh um beautiful <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun all righty <laughs> we have fun here <laughs> is it my turn yeah, it's your hi i'm lisa frankenstein and i play the tiefling warlock Wee. <laughs> Do you have any more spider jumping facts? Um, yeah, they make uh great pets. Uh, <laughs> they don't really spin webs. They uh they hunt their prey, oh. and they jump and they and they kill it and eat it. Um, and they shed their skin and their heads. When they shed their heads, they make little. They look like little Russian hats. Oh, what? Oh, wait. Yeah. They're called, I think they call them like caps because the shape that they're in look like little little hats. And they're really cute. I like jumping spiders. Why do you know so much about jumping spiders? Because they're the sweetest, smartest spiders. <laughs> um, I will say since between recording episode one and now, I did find myself on jumping spider TikTok. Mm-hmm. Wait, Very what? cute. They're very cute. And they the thing is they can, they make great pets because they you have to build a trust with them and then they get used to you and then they dance for you and you you're like come here and they'll crawl under your hand and like hang out with you stop and it yeah they yeah they're really sweet oh my god <laughs> it's like it's kind of the similar thing of like tarantulas that's a very smart spider um and they make great pets cuz they can get used to you and and notice you mm-hmm. and tarantulas won't bite you they they don't 
only like they they want to eat. They're not interested in eating you. Yeah, they're like the dogs of spiders. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but they're so itchy. So, so itchy. <laughs> Which is why I like jumping spiders because jumping spiders aren't itchy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> sorry, tangent. <laughs> no, I love that. Welcome to our spider podcast. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's that's that you have to join the Patreon for that. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Spiders. Uh, hey, I'm Nick. I'm playing a Flandel, the plasmoid, plasmoid <laughs> yeah. barbarian. There it is. Words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds. Good thing we're on a podcast where you don't where have to not like, choose your words. Essential. Carefully. No. <laughs> Clearly. Incredible. Oh. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Aerith Throttle. I am a Bay Area drag queen turned DM turned your favorite person hiding under the couch. Um, and very single. And very single. earlier. <laughs> Please date me. Tell and and then tell me once you once we break up, tell me why you can't date me and oh, then no. then we'll grow. See? No, 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 no. This is it. I need I need growth. I need therapy. Oh, that's different. We can get you that without No, no, no. It has to be in a relationship. It's a, oh, I see, I see, I see. My it's bad. a completely different podcast, but we can do that. <laughs> so so fun fact about the world. Um, there's this like showtime show called Couples Therapy that's been making the rounds on social media. And wild because like it's a bunch of people that are in couples therapy that don't do therapy themselves. So like on an individual basis. Mm. So like these clips are of people that are just like talking and you're just like listening. You're like, you need just therapy, like not couples therapy. You have things in your worldview and trauma that like you're trying to work out here that are problems for your partner that you just need to work on. I've definitely been in that situation. (laughs) It's life. I am totally adding this to my shitty reality TV (laughs) Um, my stuff section right now. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Episode three, I think, uh, ended on quite the cliffhanger, right? They all died. Yeah, everyone died. (laughs) Everyone rolled new characters. Loki, there was a second there where I thought that might have been what had happened. Right, (laughs) Not going to lie to you. Oh, we do have to redo the intros because you all used your old character. Oh, shoot. (gasps) Oh, no. Hey, I'm Nick, and I'm playing... Who are you playing? (laughs) Pepe. Oh, Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. The orc. Oh, oh. Oh. Wizard. Sick. Yeah. Pepe the Orc Wizard. Pepe! <laughs> My name is Lisa, and I'm playing a plasmoid named Flandel 2. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> the worst part is that would be an awesome franchise. <laughs> like, I would watch. Just all Flandel. Yeah. Oops, all Flandel. Oops, all Flandel. <laughs> 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 and I'm Hammy, and I'm playing Serica Japarka. Yeah. <laughs> Last time, the gang adventured into the asteroid field and found a magic void asteroid. Um, it was there that they met their rival pristine ventures ship named the scum purgers yeah fuck those guys um we met the scum purgers um which was consisted of a weird group of people including a rival to to geneva um bitch jillavenia not just a rival a copycat 
She's a shameless copycat. It's almost as if someone had no creative <laughs> endeavors whatsoever and was like, what if I made an NPC that was a foil of <laughs> Jen? But like a really blatant foil. Yeah. Yeah, it was Jill of Enya. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No away, Jill. No apology. Fuck away. <laughs> and it, it turned out to be exactly what I wanted, yeah. And then you all um, entered into a bit of a a tat with Torin, the expedition leader for the group of orcs that had rented out the scum purgers. And in that moment of trying to intimidate and then eventually persuade, you convinced him to let you try and just get a chunk off of the asteroid. Flandel took a pickaxe and went down. And as he tried the first time and wasn't successful in breaking anything off, the second time he went into a wild magic rage. And in the process of that, created a magical resonance with the asteroid that he was on top of. And the inky black surface lit up with lightning as it moved through between the two people and his like pseudopod feet. And the pickaxe came down, made contact with the surface, and suddenly, white. Everything went white. <laughs> uh, I have a quick question. Yeah. I was thinking about the white, and can we see each other, or is it just white? We're going to start, like, in media res, and so, uh, <laughs> like, that whiteness, it's almost like a blinding light happens, so, like, you can't see anything okay. yet. Okay. Yeah, you're blind for the rest. Racism. Racism. I can only see white. <laughs> Racism. Racism. <laughs> There's a lot of, we're tackling a lot of topics today. You can, you can see whatever color you want, actually. Actually, I'm colorblind. Wow. Oh, I just can't no. see any. Worse. Racism. Thank you so much for listening <laughs> yeah. up to this point. We're canceling ourselves. Yeah, 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 we're canceling. A great idea, yeah. but as you can see. Oh, I'm colorblind. <laughs> Angel is actually colorblind. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, talking about angel as in a drag person, not like an angel that we all see. I just wanted to <laughs> clarify that. Biblically accurate or? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, all those eyes vestigial. Mm -hmm. They just don't work. Yeah, they don't work. They're there for show. Mm -hmm. They're for show. <laughs> to scare off the demons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Wonderful. So jumping off of that all white, I think we have an opportunity for a little bit of a flashback. Specifically, I think you being so close to the epicenter, Flandel, there is a space in your memory that we reside in that you are going to get triggered. And so I think if you could describe for me, I think let's set the scene together. The day that you gained this artifact in your chest. Yeah, yeah. So essentially you're actually in one of these nomadic ships of plasmoids that's venturing around hearth space and your father has come back from an expedition and how do you find this object like how, where are you in the ship yeah so i'm on this like nomadic ship so the plasmoids they don't live in on a planet the planet Callistor was destroyed um hundreds of years ago so we live on these little like nomad ships and we trade and we go around different places and I'm on this ship and Flandel is just a sweet, you know, 23 year old goo boy. Just, I think he's, he's sort of like on the, he's in the, he's in the, the 
what do we call this? The control room, the bridge, the bridge. The bridge. Yeah, yeah. The bridge. He's on the bridge of the ship because he is just like so excited about like ships and like, I think wants to have one at some point just taken by like adventure and like the idea of like running his own ship someday. And so he's just kind of there off to the side, trying to be like helpful, but not really knowing exactly what to do. Like maybe he's kind of like, you know, tries to, you know, pseudopod his way towards a little like joystick or, or mm. a steering wheel. Um, and then that gets batted away by somebody who actually knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like, it's a giant, it's a giant bridge of plasmoids. And so um, that one specifically the pilot turns to you and says, uh, no, get back. I, I'm so sorry, sir. Um, can- Flandel, go, go, where's your, where's your mother? Where's your mother? Oh, uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go find her. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's, um, um, probably, uh, somewhere. Okay. So you, <laughs> you, you've been, you've been shooed away okay. from the bridge. And so as you go through, um, it's you not, coffee? it's Can not, I get you coffee? Uh, n- no, no, I'm, I'm good. I, okay, I right. just, um, I, I just started my shift. I've got my, got my cup right here. Thank okay. You. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and later. <laughs> Bye. 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 And then it, you, <laughs> you walk away and you, you see, he just kind of like turns and he's like, talking you're too young to understand what this means in some ways like are you are 23 here or you're you're 23 in the present day right or yeah i think maybe okay so maybe i'm like 18 i think i'm like 18. yeah yeah you're, yeah, yeah. you're rapscallion yeah and so uh it's kind of like you, you see you you now understand that he's kind of just like oh the kid's got potential but he's a little little green in the gills so to speak although you don't have gills so green in the goo green in the goo um and as you go back to try and find find your quarters where you know your your mom and your dad um, kind of are, you hear a little bit um, from behind the door of just like, no, it's 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 too dangerous. We can't um, we can't tell the others about this. Um, we've got to we've got to get somewhere safe though. And then suddenly the door opens and your mom's there. Oh, um, Flandel, hi, uh, you're. Father and I were just talking about how we have to go to another expedition soon to um, continue this uh, this exploration of heart space. Um, what are you What are you doing here? Well, um, I was kind of helping out at the bridge, and uh, I was helping too good, I think. And there were some other people who were being trained, and so they didn't want me to, you know. Did you try touching the controls again? I did. Okay, yeah, that's that, that's not good. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not great when you don't know what it does, and plus like but I do kind of know what it does. I know I've been watching for a long. Well, a simulation is different from the real thing. I can't keep telling you this. Like you got to be really careful. Right. Sorry. Okay. It's actual. That's actual lives. I get it. <laughs> um, like her her pseudopod comes out with like three different, and she just kind of like gently noogies you, and it like creates this like little ripple through your body. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, someday he'll be fine. You'll you'll get there. I mean, thanks, mom. And your your dad kind of your dad's very interesting because he's he doesn't conform to the idea of bipedalness. Um, a lot of plasmoids adopt that to make others feel more comfortable, and he is just fully an amoeba, like looking like just like singular blob, like just rolls through, doesn't like walk, and it's like. Uh, he's very just doesn't care about all that whole energy of like 
pretending to have a different shape than what the way that you kind of came from. And he's like, Callistor was shaped around and that's a perfect shape for me. And so he just likes to <laughs> go through and he's like, son, so dad, how are you doing? I, I, I'm good. Dad, uh, mom, I, I kind of heard you, I, I kind of heard you talking. You said something was going to be dangerous. Are you, are you in danger? Oh, give me an insight check. It's 10. It's a 10. It's not great. With a 10, your mom kind of gets a look and you don't, you don't know what this look is. It's a look that you haven't really seen much. Um, but we know, we would know like as the onlookers, um, it's a look of pain. It's a pained look of just like, she can't share. And so she's just like, you know, it's, I love you. There are certain things that we have to keep as like confidential between myself as the first mate and your father as the captain of this ship. And so I'm sorry about that. And I don't even know, like, as you take on more responsibility, I think this is something that you could do. But for now, it's it's got to be a it's got to be an officer's only thing. I apologize. Okay. Um, okay. Why don't you Why don't you just kind of hang out and we'll um, we'll get back to you. I think we've got. We're going to have to change course a little bit. We're going to change where we're going, but I think um, it'll all be okay. Okay. Where, where are we course correcting to? We need to pay a visit to Threk, the planet of the Orcs. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so they move on and you go into their quarters where they were and you kind of see that like things were a little bit out and about. They're not super well organized because they're on a permanent expedition to understand what happened to Callistor. Like, that's their purpose. They are part of this task force that some of the plasmoids have embarked on in order to figure out why did our planet crystallize and then cause this widespread kind of gem plague that occurred centuries ago. And so as you go in, would Flandel look around or snoop around or... Parents are still in there. No, they've they've left. They've left. They're going to go. Okay, yeah. Actually, I think Flandel right now is like, he's like really mad. Everybody keeps trying to put me in this little box. They always tell me to go to different places, but I just want to be like, why won't anybody just, you know, I think he's throwing a little bit of a fit, right? Yeah. He's like, what's something? I think he's like, he finds like a pillow maybe and he's just like punching it. He's just punching it. (laughs) Give me an attack roll. Yeah. Uh Oh no, that's a three plus something. Not great. Uh, nine. Yeah. Uh, He's so <laughs> mad. Pillow. You <laughs> punch at the Ow. pillow and like, yeah, it doesn't really even register as a punch. And in fact, I think you kind of like throw it up and you like try and like you whiff so hard that you knock a bunch of stuff over on the table. And as you do that, a wooden box falls off and it opens up and this beautiful black orb rolls out of it. Whoa. I, I sort of like stop it from rolling, kind of put my stubby hand right there. You touch it. I do. And as soon as you touch it, your membrane that like maintains the inside versus the outside, yeah, it's like it's not there. And the ball just rolls without stopping a momentum and going inside of you. And in that moment, a similar resonance to what we've seen now occurs and suddenly lightning spins and you enter into your... Um, 
it's it's funny the way that you describe your your barbarian rage. It, it's almost like a um, ferrofluid. Have you seen ferrofluids with the presence of magnets? Oh yeah, yeah. You describe it kind of like that, and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. And that's that rippling occurs, and then lightning kind of bursts out of you, and suddenly the ship starts to um, malfunction. Uh. Oh. And so this was your discovery of this artifact that's now lodged in you. The instant alarm bells of this ship that was trying to figure something out. And that's ultimately what caused your ship to start to crash on its course to Threk. Thanks for the trauma, Harris. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what ferrofluid is, and that stuff's wild. Yeah. Flandel, you cray cray. Oh, cray cray. And so, yeah, so the, your, I mean, your last moments kind of knowing your parents there. Oh my God, did they die? Oh. Yeah. Whoa. As you crash onto the wreck. <gasps> Holy shit. Oh no. Wait, uh, okay. <laughs> oh no. Flash, you're an orphan. Oh God. Okay, great. Yeah. Good. Good. Yep. Yeah. And so you had to be scrappy and like use your expertise to try and figure out a way off. You got off the wreck. You were able to find shelter in Ulthun and found a job starting out at the bottom at Pristine Ventures. Yeah. Yeah. But I I imagine because I've been, I grew up as a nomad, you know, Mm -hmm. traveling. You learned the nomad ways of life. Like that's how you started it so i i know what it's like to travel the stars um yeah looks really good on a resume silver lining much yeah <laughs> oh i think it's flannel in a nutshell yeah yeah um and so that that's the sunny that's <laughs> that's that's truly the memory that like i, I think you, you you relive that moment in vivid detail as you kind of fade to white Woof. i think though in truth, this experience and this warping, can we have a constitution check from a saving throw from Peak and Jen? That's hot. What do I, what, which dice would I use for that? It's a d20. Oh, great. Um, and you would have your, do you have all your stats pulled up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see it here. Okay. 15. Um, so it's a 19. Ooh. So with a 19 over a 15, it was a contested constitution. Peak, you're the first to wake up. And so you are coming to to the sound of, of ocean waves, but not they're not crashing. These waves are kind of it's it's a gentle undulation. And as you open your eyes, you see that it's not necessarily water, but it's swirling silver mist that falls onto itself and just keep like little mini miniature eddies start to form out of nowhere and then disappear as soon as they formed. And you're on top of the asteroid, just like the how it started with it's you and you see the bodies of your companions around you. And as you look up on the horizon, you see a beautiful pink expanse. No like major celestial bodies or anything like that. It's almost as if as you look out 
the mist that you're a part of starts to like crawl up and outwards, almost like if you were to try and nail down the horizon, there's not really a clear space where it starts and begins. It's almost as if you keep concentrating, you see the mist folding in on itself higher and higher, no matter where you look. But then when you stop thinking about it, it's just pink sky and beautiful undulating silver. Whoa. Would you, witnessing this infinite act of recursion, have any experience with the astral sea? Um, heard of it, heard descriptions of it. Let me roll to see if I do. Yeah. Um, what would I check uh, it with? History check. History? Probably. I got a 12. 12. You have a rough understanding that you're outside of hearth space, for sure. Oh. What do you do on this asteroid with your passed out compatriots? They're both they're both passed out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, As is um, Torin. I'm gonna go to. <laughs> I'm like I'm like sitting there going back between like Flandel and Geneva, and then like uh, 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 and I'm like uh, Geneva, uh, hello, oh god, and I go and I check the vitals of Geneva, and she's alive. Yes, medicine check. Medicine check. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon snore. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm got a. I'm not a medicine person. What's a dragon? That's a three. <laughs> what is a dragon? Is a dragon? Yeah. Their scales are shiny. Um, you don't even know what to do to check for idols. <laughs> okay. like... I, I grab her and gently shake her. Okay, great. Just like, Jen, Jen, are you okay? Jen? Um, and with that, she does snort, and you can tell that she's in a deep sleep. Okay. Like, almost as if... <laughs> Almost as if she's so physically strong that this was actually just an excuse to relax. Great. <laughs> That's why I gently put Many her Many start. <sighs> okay. <laughs> and then I go over to Flandel and I <laughs> I put my fingers up like I'm going to check a pulse and then I'm like, I'm not touching. <laughs> well, as you approach him, um, you see that he is actually in this half state between what he looks like in his rage and what he normally looks like. And so you see this beautiful kind of like green, clear goo that then has a ripple of the purple ferrofluid like spikes that just keep going through. And he's in this weird state. Oh. Um, and so you don't want to touch him. Okay. Because he also has like little, they look, the spikes look like they arc electricity between them. Oh. Whoa. I just, um, is there any like little asteroid rocks around? Like, yeah, you're on it. You're on that black glassy surface oh. of the void asteroid in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, but um, give me, give me an arcana check. Okay. I am. Oh, get, really, get them all out. Really killing right it right now. <laughs> Um, it's not bad actually. Uh, uh, that's a twelve. Twelve. Okay. Eight plus four. Yeah. Um, he doesn't look as desiccated as he was. It's um, and things don't feel as oppressive, like the loss of magic that circulates in the universe. Um, almost as if this this transportation has eliminated that that feature. Okay. Um. Is he still holding the the pickaxe, or did that fly out of his hand? Uh, the, the pickaxe is is next to him on the ground. Okay, I pick up the pickaxe, and I hold it by the wood handle, and I kind of poke him. I go, Flandel, are you okay? Because I don't want to get electrocuted, so I'm holding onto the wood. <laughs> yeah, um, no response. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, Squish. Ah! Uh, <laughs> just in, melts into a puddle. <laughs> um, so as you are doing that. Okay. 
I would probably. Uh-oh. Um, you hear a rustling behind you. Um, I turn to look at it. Is it Torin? It's Torin. I go. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm fine. What the What the fuck happened? I don't know. Uh, Torin's rolling hot. He's like, Uh-oh. I'm gonna get up. Uh, Torin looks around and is like, Oh sh- shit! And in in the distance, in like certain pockets, like you can kind of see bobbing up through the silvery mist. He points out the. Azor and the scum purger ship also are like bobbing. And so whatever effect transported everyone here, where in space, it's three-dimensional. Everyone's like every which way. Everyone's now just bobbing inside of these undulating silver mists together on like one singular plane. And he, he kind of looks at you and he's like, oh, shit, we're not in our space anymore. What do you, where are we then? Do you know? This is the Astral Sea. Splish splish. <laughs> splish splash. <laughs> splish splash. I was taking a bath. Uh, a bit of the Astral Sea. <laughs> yeah. Rock lobster. Um. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what the fuck did you guys do? I like, don't. We hit it. This <laughs> better not be a fucking prank. Like, I don't. Oh, yeah. I'm going to prank you by taking all of us to the where celestial sea and not yeah <laughs> got you no let's take <laughs> us back then like no what a prank torin torin so you don't have you don't have a way i, I okay i kind of said that in hopes that it was a, a prank you don't have a way of getting I, back i don't understand how we got here i i don't know how we got here but I don't know how, I, I don't really know how we're going to get back either. Like, yeah. um, you don't understand. People can spend lifetimes, plural, wandering lost in the astral sea. It is not a place to fuck around. Oh, well. And hearth space, being the space that it is, is cut off from most outside worlds. So it's not like other wild spaces. We're stuck. No, that's not that's not a thing. That's not a thing. The I mean, okay. So <laughs> our ship our ship is smarter and has an AI and they'll it has to come up with some kind of solution. It's 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 meant to come up with solutions. Like we're not stuck out here. 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 You don't understand. We're not stuck out here, Torin. We are not, I like, I'm like slowly stepping towards him and I'm like, we're not stuck out here. We're not stuck out here. Okay. Like, okay. Just like. <laughs> Everybody's um, having a hard time. Everyone wake up. <laughs> <laughs> <Everybody> wake up. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think um, Torin, Torin is torn. Um, uh. And he's, he's kind of just like. I'm a little late. Um, It's already torn. Already torn. <laughs> um, this is how I feel. And so he's just like, okay. I shit. Why? What? What was this asteroid? What? What was this? What? How, how did? How did we end up here? What did you need about this rock? What was important about this rock? All right, fine. It, we were going to sell it to one of the Threk aspirants. It could be used as a weapon. How did it take us to the to the celestial plane? The you astral sea. You, whatever. I don't <laughs> care. Um, because we're not going to stay here. Um. <laughs> I don't know how it did that. I don't even know what this thing is. Like, I don't care. I'm in it for the money. Right. 
<sighs> so that we're never going to get those points. Flandel's going to lose his mind. <laughs> Fuck the points. Like, what are we going to do? And so as you are having this, I'd say like rather non-contested moment with mm-hmm. Oren, Jen, I think you are the next to come to in this moment. Oh. <laughs> you, you wake up to Beam Beam um, licking your face. Um, oh, Beam Beam, thank God. Oh, hello, oh. my sweet baby. Oh. Mm, now, one moment. Mommy has shit to do. Where the fuck are we? <laughs> oh, oh God. my God. It's fine. It's fine. We're not staying here. We're not staying here. We're going to find a way back. Okay, you're already losing your fucking shit. So I don't I'm know what you're worry. talking about. I'm perfectly fine. Corin? Oh. <laughs> it, she's perfectly fine i'm perfectly fine because we're just in the where are we ocean star ocean what did you call it we're in the astral sea the astral what sea oh fuck <laughs> okay uh no problem everything is perfectly fine yeah, just, yes fine it's like you know the bottle of soda fantasy you just got to drink the rest and then we'll be back home fanta fanta coolianta fanta fanta don't you wanna wanna fanta get us the fuck home <laughs> okay so <laughs> So I mean, this is this is a this is a funny moment. Like the astral sea is where you all wanted to get to, ultimately, but not like this, right? It's it's uh, the astral sea is a very special place. You will all have some base knowledge of it, not necessarily a description of what it looks like, because very few people in Hearthspace actually go out into the astral sea. But you understand that its physics is different there. The power of your thoughts are different. It is a domain where you exist beyond corporeal existence. Like, while in the Astral Sea, you do not feel thirsty, you do not feel hungry. You could live here forever. You don't age. Oh, that's sexy. (laughs) Actually, I'm back on board. (laughs) Actually, I think I'm going to stay here for a very long time. (laughs) Just me and Beam Beam. Why do we need to leave? (laughs) However... Your loved ones are in a completely different world of existence, practically. It might as well be wherever. And so Torin is kind of just like, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And then you start to see that um, the Azor is starting to, it was kind of like flowing on its side. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no. That's, shit, that's a funny thought. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> <"Yeah."> <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing is that um, the scum purger is like upright. And the funny thing is that you're understanding that all all living creatures you could assume were knocked out. And so Azor also was <laughs> passed oh, out. Man. Shit. Oh boy. And so you, you start to like some of the alley wood is like drooping a little bit. Like there's some level of concentration the ship maintains in order to keep its its shape. Yeah. Um wait a minute. Um Geneva is a copper dragon, yeah? Mm-hmm. I look at her and I'm like, wait. And I look at Flandel and I go, you you can't be harmed by electricity. Oh, I've never thought about it that way. <laughs> but I guess that's a good point. Because <laughs> copper isn't, right? Is that a thing? No. no. <laughs> In D&D logic, uh, she would be affected by lightning per normal. In physics, oh, like, like... Electricity? Like copper isn't a conductor? Copper is a good conductor. A Cop- good Come conductor. on, science. Copper is like a near perfect conductor. Okay. Oh, no science. <laughs> it's super effective. It was close. I was mixing it up with electricity and like it's not. Rubber. Copper isn't. Rubber magnetic. or ceramic. Yeah, copper yeah. is not magnetic. Yeah. Yeah. What Got about it. if Beam Beam's a solar dragon? 
Well, I was thinking of like shaking Flandel and trying to see if he's okay, but no one can touch him because he's electric. But isn't s- nothing? <laughs> is <it> nothing. <laughs> yeah, Beam 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 is uh, Beam Beam special. I'm like, we need we need to check on. I don't know how to check on Flandel. He's he hasn't woken up. We're all awake, and he's he looks like how he does. <laughs> um, Flandel, can you give me a death saving throw? Ah! Oh my god! Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. Okay, that's a two. So that was almost a one. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's uh, that's one fail. Beautiful. Okay. Wait. Um, you all turn and you see on that failed death save, you cough up a bit of goo in your kind of like stupor as you're. <coughs> um, you're definitely you're not coming to in this moment. Oh God! Oh oh, this isn't happening. I'm not. I can't. Nope. I'm. <clears throat> Oh, um, okay. I, uh, I go up to him and I, I clap my hands together and I, I rub him and I go, please don't let this kill me. Good God, please don't let this kill me. And I am going to touch the, uh, non-reactive side of him and cast, uh, spare the dying. Amazing. Can you give me a constitution saving throw? Yes, I can. Not me Short just arms. rapidly trying to find something to help in this situation. <laughs> Little... What's 50 feet of rope do? <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> I'm like, I can touch you so you can jump 30 feet more. whoop de doo How is that going to help now? What's a, what's a python? Um, I, got, I got a 12. Great. So you do fail the saving throw. So spare the dying. Oh, but it's a tome I just touched to stabilize. I still have to do the... You uh, Spare the dying is a cantrip that works. Okay. You you've touched him and you have stabilized him. Okay. So you're not making death saving throws anymore. You'll come to eventually someday oh. after you like understand your trauma. But it's about like his electricity is what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. I see. Okay. So oh god. Well, I can't have you die. <laughs> uh, you take 8 points of damage. Okay. Work. I am really I touch him and then I get like and like kind of um, get rocketed a little bit. One of back. one of the like ferrofluid spikes undulates through and it actually uh, pierces your hand a little <gasps> bit. Yeah. Um, and like that hurts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I go, God, f- fuck you, Flandel. <laughs> He's okay. Flandel, we love you. Just kidding. Um, so, so, Hammy, mechanically, shit. Flandel's not dying anymore. Oh, great. Lisa, Lisa casts Spare the Dying, which stabilizes a creature. Lisa just got a little hurt. Yeah. Great. I got a hole in my hand. I'm Jesusing around here. Oh, stigmata, baby. Stigmata. Oh, my God. Stigmata. Do I have a med kit? Um, so now that you're stabilized, um, your the undulations have have ceased, and you're kind of just this. Well, you're still a little purple, a little green, but it's not as as terrifying anymore. Torin sees all this. He's not a medical person by any means, and he's just like, "Oh shit, fuck shit." All right, let's. We need Gandar, and so you see, he pulls out a little sending stone and um, calls out for the scum purgers. He's like. Guys, are you? Is anyone up there yet? Anyone? And you hear a response back. I've been up for hours. This is so boring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need? We we need like help. Can you get Gandar? You need, you need some healing over here. And she's like, Oh, 
okay, if you must. And so the scum purger's ship starts to move forward, and Jill, being as dramatic as she is, uh, yeah. uh, has gone to the prow, the the helm. The she's trying to be the helm of the ship. She's gone to the front of the ship, and she's she's like she's yep. doing this. Oh, yeah. about. She's titanicking with yeah. no jack. Fucking bitch. Yeah. She's like, I'm here to save you. Oh, Jen, do you need medical attention? You look really rough. Oh, bitch, I look perfectly fine. Thank you very much. Meanwhile, you're on the... You know what? Not about you. It's about Flandel. We are in a crisis. While I'm screaming about the hole in my hand. <laughs> um, you see that... Um, everywhere. You have 11 hit points, right? That's like your maximum, right? Yes. So and eight. there goes eight of them. That sounds... Wrong. <laughs> no. Really? Yeah. He's just like, I wish it was fucking wrong. <laughs> I wish it was, but I oh am God. not doing well. You're like on death's door. I am bleeding out. Um, oh, and I'm being not helpful whatsoever. <laughs> um, and as you're doing that, in this kind of like deep purple mist emerges a uh, pink tiefling in kind of like baggy shorts and <laughs> a um, and a flannel buttoned up. Oh, no. Um, Why is it gay? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Queers on Dice, the gayest podcast this side of the Milky Way galaxy. Um, and he he kind of just looks at you, Peak, and he's he just says, uh, "Be well," and you're going to heal for literally. What is this place? You're going to heal for thirteen hit points. Whoa! And then he walks up to you, and he's like, mm, "Hey." You'll be fine. Um, and he he uh, cast Cure Wounds on you. Amazing. At a fourth level. Wow. Whoa. Some serious, serious spell power. Watching my the hole in my hand disappear. It's like, what is happening right now? I don't Geneva is not paying attention to anything and is just staring angrily at the fucking copycat whore that is trying to be the helm of the fucking ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, he heals you for 18 health points. Holy shit. That's how much health I have right now, because I was at zero, basically. You were at zero. Okay, great. Cool, cool, cool. Yikes. But thank you. Oh, you're awake. Oh. Flandel. Don't, <clears throat> don't worry about Flandel, it. Flandel, are you okay? Yeah, I'm... Uh, I, everything hurts. I feel really weird and Just bad. lay down. Uh, it's, it's fine. Is this guy Can we get, you, can we get water? Who are you? Oh, we don't need water. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm Gandar. I'm... Uh, uh, Gandar is the <laughs> Gandar is the uh, cleric of small business that is the captain of the Scum Purgers. Um, so we heard mention of him previously, um, but he is here now, and his through the powers of his god, small business, he was able to heal you all. <laughs> oh my god! Very powerfully. Um, Transfusion my... of uh, cash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I've heard of you. You're the Oh, okay. Well, thank you for healing us. Oh, of course. I mean, it's uh, we're all in this together, right? I mean, the backbone of small business is community. And so here we is are. Is that how that goes? Okay, well, your community supposedly was just trying to fight our community not that long ago for this asteroid situation. So there would be no tricky. Yes. Oh, well, I'll have to have a word. Who was it? Jill again? Well, you know Jill is already a raging bitch, so there's oh, no surprise there. Language, but the other language, language. Let's be careful here. Um, I think we have 
bigger problems, such as the fact that we're sitting in an abyss of nothing right now with no way out. Mm, I think we just need a little bit of um, meditation. Hmm, I think um, we have different philosophies on life, but... cast silence. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so within a 60-foot radius, no sound can be generated. Nothing is heard. You were oh. yelling... Just like and gesticulating, and you can't even hear yourself. Wait a minute, I have. Um, I'm so mad about it. <laughs> Finally, um, you met your match. Someone that just is like I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> I have telepathy. Okay, yeah. So I look over at Flandel and I go, "Are you okay?" Yeah, I'm. I guess I'm fine. I think I don't know. What? Oh wait, you can't respond. Wait, you I was just have to say... give me like a uh-huh oh, right. or not. <laughs> So in this space... <laughs> so you hear me in your head. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Flandel's just kind of head part just kind of goes, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> as you're angrily head. staring at Gandar that, was, that did that, um, you see that he is actually doing sign language to his crew to like kind of order them to do stuff. Oh um Oh my god, he constantly silences all of them. That's bad. That has to be bad oh, business. No. That's, <laughs> no, I mean, like, <laughs> I think, I think that it's more like he's, yeah, I don't know, maybe I'm cussing him out, but in charades style, <laughs> like trying to mimic his interpretation, but not knowing what any of it means. And mm-hmm. it just looks like I'm like a big grizzly bear just <laughs> thrashing about, yeah, totally. <laughs> Middle fingers. Yeah. 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 Um, do you do you like stop at a certain point or do you just keep no, going? No, I am f- like going. I'm actually trying to interrupt the signing that's going on in between him and the crew. I don't like not being knowing what's going on. Were you silent or, or were was you I silenced? silenced? <laughs> wow. Again, racism. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Torin is just like in the back just like oh okay what do you guys do? I think Flandel sort of shakily uh, stands and do I still like are my clothes like shredded or do I still have like is everything still kind of like basically your clothes are shredded a little bit is Flandel glowing still? is that like happening? He's, he's in this mix of green and purple still but like definitely not as wild as he was before okay well I, I have this memory in my mind this crazy core memory and i notice i looked you see him sort of looking at his his arms and his legs and noticing that something's really wrong that he looks sort of like he does when he's angry and this thing inside of him is, is sort of taking control or changed him in some way and so you can see him just sort of like take the shreds of like his um of his sweater vest and white button up shirt and he just sort of like opens it up in the center and he looks at the center of his chest mm. at the artifact that's in there. yeah um it is spinning hmm. like in on itself um like a gyroscope okay can i this may be far fetched I'm going to say, can I use my acid breath? And like, because I don't have like paper, but could I use my acid breath to like skywrite letters? Does that make sense? <laughs> like as a note? Because <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? 
You 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 can you want to use your acid breath to do what? Not like as a weapon. I wanted to use it because I can't like write a note. I want to use it to like sky letter write in the air, like a message. No, I don't think you can do Damn that. Damn it! Okay. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Give me a uh, what's what's that? That would be let's say that's a performance check. <laughs> Sixteen. Yeah, sure. Yay! You, <laughs> Uh, what are you trying to write in the sky? It's a compass. Mm. It's a compass. What's Your little spinny spinny. And then I'm just rapidly pointing to Flandel's heart. Or the little... Or, right? You said the thing he was uh -huh. spinning. And you write that? Yeah, I write, sky? It's, I write it's a compass. <laughs> and I'm pointing at Flandel's chest. Um, Gandar sees you struggling and that you've stopped cursing him out, so he he dismisses it. It's a compass. Ah, what? Ah, what? I think your chest is a compass. I don't know. I'm just throwing something out there. Pointing to what? So are you are you looking at the the artifact um, in front of everyone? Is, is well, that I, visible to everyone? I think I went to I think I went to go look at it, sort of in the confusion of everybody. Sort of like I don't know if I was paying attention to everybody. When I was like, oh, I got to look at that really quickly. But I feel like after he saw it spinning, he would try and cover it back up again. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, um, let's do. Does that mean we have perception? to? Yeah. Mm. Should and I roll to see if I noticed? That was my question. If you want, I didn't to. want to ask because I saw it. <laughs> I, just I think I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I would just say that everyone probably saw it because um, they're very perceptive, and so. Um, <laughs> okay. Great. And we were all quiet. Yeah, it was sad. it was pure silence, and then you started like writing like mad and pointing <laughs> Flandel, and Flandel opened his chest. So I think it was a very clear, clear thing. Um, yeah, so you all saw it. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's go back to the, the light Azor. I think that's a great that's idea. A I think we should idea. go back away from these hooligans. Yeah, Torin, are you you're going back to that ship? Uh, I, I I don't have any better plans. Um, why don't Shit. you know? Why don't we keep each other updated on the status of the uh, how the fuck do we get out of here mode? Does that sound good? Let's all let's all convene. And so if if the light if you're cool, let's all go on to the light azor and just talk in one of your oh all of us okay. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Okay, great. Um, and so including or... Jill. <laughs> just what was what was that, bitch? Oh, nothing, bitch. <laughs> Just light fun. Okay, let's go. <laughs> They're such good friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's the banter you can really only get after years of knowing someone. Um, just being close as can be. So Azor <laughs> is still like on its side, but it kind of starts to starting to move a little bit. Torin seems to have a level of familiarity with this space that you all don't. And so he's not even thinking about that. Gandar is also like weirdly calm about all of this, mm -hmm. but that just might be him. Like you don't you don't know him very well. But Torin essentially steps off of the asteroid and like where you think it's just like, oh, it's water, you're just gonna fall into it. As he steps off, suddenly he's just floating there. Um, just like gently above the silver waves, and he just starts to float towards the light azor. Oh, it's um, like a carriage, and then Jen like jumps in. Yeah, so you jump in. <laughs> give me a um, uh -oh. fuck. Uh -oh. Give me an intelligence saving throw. Is this all with always with a d twenty? Mm -hmm. okay. 
1809. You start to sink. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and Torin sees this and he just shouts. He's like, just put your mind to it. It's okay. Just think think about me. Think about me. Think about you. Okay. I'm thinking about Torin. Torin. So as soon as you start to think about Torin, <laughs> um, instead of like just sinking, that intentionality like actually draws you to him and you... As you went, your head went under the silvery mist just for a second. And in that moment, you just saw chaos and calamity and like there was nothing possible within this world. Um, and the thought of focus, you just come out of it and you're drawn to Torin via, via your thought. It's very dark down there, everybody. Please think about Torin <laughs> when you jump. <laughs> Oh God, Should we okay. think about the Azure? Oh, that's also probably a smart idea. Torin's like, yeah, yeah, that's the next thing. Is, it, this place is, your mental mind stuff is just as important as the physical out here. So just focus. Focus is important. Focus. Torin, you know so much about this. That's so fascinating. How did you get so familiar? We'll, we'll, t- let's, we'll, we'll go to the ship. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, I'll quit flandal. I'm like, should, okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll go. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll watch you do it. Okay, thanks. That sounds cool. Yeah. What What happened to your hand? You spiked it, and then <laughs> what's his name? Because uh, you were dying, and so I made you not dying, and then you decided that my hand wasn't important, and so you put a <laughs> spike through it, and then the captain of the other ship came up and um, made it not have a hole in it anymore. Oh, my Oh God! Please go to the ship. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so, Pete. I know it's. Not I'm your gonna. Fault. Okay, I'm gonna Don't go. Blame you. Okay, I'm glad th- you're alive. Thank Thank you. Uh huh. I still feel kind of like you're Matt. We'll talk about it later. I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Good. I think about the light is <laughs> and, and nothing else. <laughs> Great. Uh, you're dead. Fo- you zoom past everyone. <laughs> you're like you're there. Oh, we're racing now. Okay, bitch. Azora, 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 Azora. Um, and as you step out. So you step out and uh, Gandar steps out right at the same time. And the scum purger is also like kind of moving towards Azor. He steps off almost in sync with you, except as he steps off again, that same purple mist forms around him and he disappears and reappears on the deck of the light Azor. If any, (laughs) yeah, he literally is showing off. He's casting Misty Step indiscriminately for no reason. Yeah, Um, Fourth level healing spells and... Yeah. Okay. That's through the power. It's all through the power of small business. <laughs> yeah. Right oh before he was he was gonna do it, I was about to be like, "Thank you for he." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> so you all kind of convene and you get to see your see your old friends. You you bring everyone together. The ship is all combobulated. Some of the rooms don't have doors to them anymore. There's just like melted alloy wood over them. And the ship is like slowly starting to right itself. What do you guys do as you go onto the deck? I am going to try to find Serica. Beautiful. Um, give me a uh, survival check. Oh, 12. Sorry, that took a while. <laughs> Um, yeah with the 12 it's all discombobulated so you don't know where anything or any one person would be you you have no clue where she is fuck i went to go look for uh uh maximinus wonderful oh my god (laughs) give me a survival check with advantage okay great uh 
That's a three and a four on the dice. Great. Um, oh. for, a, for a total of uh, five. Well, yeah, with a five survival, um, you go straight to the bridge where you know he normally is. Yeah. There's no bridge there. I, what? Azor, uh, where's the bridge? No response. Oh. Azor? A- Azor, are you okay? I knock on like the wall. <laughs> yeah, um, give me a arcana or any check that you'd like that's intelligence of some sort. Eris, when we stepped onto the ship, it was still on its side, right? But do we just like write ourselves to this sideways shape thing or are we sort of like floating through the yeah you're you don't have to make contact with the ground if you don't want to weird so we're still just interacting with the ship as if it was like oriented it's like you're floating through a melty haunted house yikes but with a pink horizon it's cute okay wow i got an eight Wow. Yeah, things inside... Basically, these survival checks are just to see how discombobulated Azor is. And in this moment, you're kind of realizing, like, oh my gosh, the mental overhead that this ship maintains just to maintain its shipness is a lot. Whoa. Like, and you thought that the dis, the changing of everything was maybe annoying. Perhaps it was actually a survival mechanism to constantly bring things up and together and kind of keep its mind limber and things like that. So with your kind of little arcana check, you just, you don't, you can't diagnose what's wrong, but you think there's something, something different. And suddenly as you're all, oh, did you have something, Amy? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> as you're all going through it, um, suddenly the lights everywhere start to flicker and almost like, just a deep breath in can kind of like write you up and like make everything structured. Everything that's drooping starts to go and st- the walls start to like reform and everything and you start to feel it right itself and the ship kind of comes to and you hear over the the sending stone array. Everyone, please meet me on the deck of the ship. I have taken control of Azor in order to help him out for a little bit. He'll be right as rain. In a jiffy, but until then, um, we're we should stay outside. Oh, I don't feel safe on this ship right now. I did not know that he had any ability to do anything helpful. To be very honest with you, and that's very concerning. I still think that I don't feel safe. So, Flandel, you would know that something about this. In spell jamming, there are things called spelljammer helms. Um, those appear usually as some type of a chair or something like that. And in this case, him saying that means he's broken out the Spelljammer helm in order to get the ship up and running. It's almost like a hard restart on Azor. Of course he knows what to do. He's the captain. (laughs) It's like the one thing he knows how to do. (laughs) It's like, when shit goes bad, do this. And he's like, oh, maybe I'll remember that someday. Control of the Spelljammer. It's an... An incredible device of arcane power that allows us to travel through space. And it's very expensive. Don't forget that. Are we near him? <laughs> You're all oh, over. Yeah, the you've made it to the bridge. <laughs> like, you made it to the bridge. <laughs> Um, wonderful so you're all you're all on like a lower level you all like came in on the from the top and then now it's righted and you're all kind of gathered there and so just we've this is the largest gathering of people we've had it's um (laughs) 
Serica, the crew, Maximinus, the Scumberger crew, which includes Buxley, Gillivenia, Gandar, and then Torin. Torin. Yeah. So a large gathering here. In this scenario, everything seems kind of fucked, right? And you see that Maximinus is actually on a, um, uh, he's actually on a beanbag, and that's the Spelljammer. It's <laughs> <laughs> a beanbag chair. What color beanbag? Fuchsia. It complements the Azure's color scheme. Foam green, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's truly beautiful. I want to step forward and, and sort of like put my hand up into like a s- salute. And I want to say, Captain Maximinus, um, it appears we're, we're in the astral sea. Uh, I, I don't know what to do, uh, but I, I'm here for you. If you need anything, I know you got us out of this. I trust in you. Oh. We all trust in you. Uh, the, let it happen. <laughs> um, well, I, um, I know one thing to do, which was uh, if Azor is not waking up, I uh, sit in the chair. And um, I've sat in the chair, and uh, we will get through this. Um, and it, so he starts to kind of run through it. Who, can anyone give me an insight check? Yes. Anyone that would like to. I have full faith in him. I'm just going <laughs> to let, let it go. I got an 18. Beautiful. What'd you get? That can't be right. Because I have a plus seven. Yeah, you have high insight. You have high insight. 23? Work. Jesus Sick. Christ. Oh, um, that feels too high. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's your wheelhouse. We discussed what your skills were. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did. All my skills. Um, you know, both of you understand... He's, he is absolutely weighing over his head right now. He knows what to do in an emergency. He has never been here. This is uncharted territory. He doesn't know anything about the Astral Sea. He wanted to travel here because it seemed cool, and all his siblings had already done it. And so he was like, yeah, I want to get out there. But his siblings have also told him about the danger, and he's freaking out. So everyone, almost everyone except Flandel kind of realizes that on some level, but you all see the true depth of that. During Maximus's freak out, Gandar kind of steps forward and is like, no, no, I think we'll all be okay. Here's what I'm going to propose. Hmm. Um, we both are like... <laughs> <laughs> I think that we need to find our ways home. I'm of the full belief that... Uh, Two ships are better than one, yes. So um, why don't we figure out how to get home in our own separate ways? We of the Scum Purgers will hand you this, and he produces a um, specialized standing stone, and it looks like it's kind of like indented, like almost like clay with two thumbprints on the sides. So it's like a weird little half-finished conch almost, and hands it to Maximinus, and he's like, you will captain your ship, and you'll be right as rain, and then we will do what we need to as well. Don't, isn't the asteroid that got us here, is it just floating? Yeah, so, um, give me a perception check. So, we, everyone's trying to figure out what's the next step. Oh, I, one. Ooh. I don't see it. I'm, I'm I've just, never seen any. I don't know I what an asteroid is. Uh, I got a dirty 20. 
Whoa. Okay. So 21 and 20. As you all start to think of what to do next, the astral sea is interesting because unless everyone concentrates on the same thing, no, people can see different things at once. Distance isn't a concept as strongly held within the astral sea as it is in other places. It is how travel between different wild space systems is possible. The the distance between some place that's close and some place that's far, if you think about it hard enough, it's the same. Um, and so in with such a high perception, you both are realizing that you're near a system right now. You're, you're near something. It's not hard space, probably, but you know that you're near something. And so Gandar is just kind of looking at and proposing, it's like, I think we need to explore and find hearth space. And I think the first place, person to find hearth space, the first team, will let the others know and give them the path to find it, the, the thought parameters in order to find this space, hearth space. Let's go home. <laughs> okay. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Baggy pants and a and a flannel shirt, God. buttoned up. Gandar, you're proposing that we split up. I think that's the most prudent action. I think we can cover twice as much space. Hmm, that's interesting. You know what I find also interesting that you seem to have a little leg up, if you will, on whatever the fuck is going on here and how to deal with it. And I'm wondering if you're going to leave us in the dust. There is. No dust to leave, per se. Oh I think that um, I will admit it is not my first venture into the Astral Sea. Um, that being said... That's impossible. Uh, you, the Scumberger doesn't have a, a, a license. Uh, but the Merchant's Guild does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, I, love, I love this deal. I love this deal of us figuring out, one of us figuring it out. And, mm -hmm. and the other one bringing it along, you do realize, I'm sure you realize. So from what I realize is that <laughs> this place works on thought. And if you think to go somewhere, you will go there. Mm -hmm. And then I look at, um, Ma is it Magnus, our captain? Maximus. Magnus. Maximus. Magnus. And then I look at Maximus. Maximus. And then I look back at, at, at the tiefling guy. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying here? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, uh, you'll just have to think twice as hard. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, quick peek, just like disassociate. <laughs> think enough for the both of you. Now, okay, one, so... Can I ask one more little question sure, sure, before sure. we uh, split it up? Um, since you already know, would you mind giving us a couple tips and tricks about this area and what to do? I do not know where we are right now within the Astral Sea, but what here I can give you some, I can share with you all of the information that's been imparted on me. Um, number one, licenses, of course, while I have traveled, I was on a merchant ship, so I, that license is not in the Scum Perger. When I switched professions, so to speak, and he's, he's saying this very loudly via thaumaturgy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, and he starts, he's starting to like tell a bit of his life story and like how he got into the Merchant's Guild and how he's spreading small business outside of hard space at right. some levels. Can I, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. What do his horns look like? Um, Tiefling. They look like um, ram horns. Like really, oh, really curly? Really curly, And yeah. they just go out to the sides of his head? Yeah. What a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Anyways. Um, and so 
here's the thing. Hearthspace, the way that it shields itself um, and protects itself from other spaces is that you can't find it unless you have both a license and the exact thought parameters. And so they're like, it's not, whereas you could think about the Azor and just go to it. You can think a lot about a lot of different types of things and find them in the astral sea, but just like a nightmare, not everything you think of is something you want. So you, you kind of get the sense of danger here, yes. So think happy thoughts. Uh, but uh, Immediately goes to Hadar and then I'm like, no. <laughs> Um, you you feel through the ripple of time a dark looming presence that just like pushes gently on the top of your head and then goes away as you think about thinking about daisies thinking about like flowers (laughs) thinking about anything other than that (laughs) wonderful so yeah so he explains a little bit about the astral sea about not being able to find hard space he's like honestly I think our best course of action is to try and run into a space that has some type of an association with Hearthspace from time ago that could maybe point us in the right direction and then hope to catch someone that's on a vessel that has a license. Amazing. Thank you for all the lovely information. And I would like to uh, get away from everyone now. Thank you. (laughs) Beautiful. Um, And with that, you kind of hear a wake up and you hear a voice um, that goes to you and is like, oh, um, hey, uh, sorry. Jen, do do you want your room kind of prepared? Sorry, it looks like it's a little disoriented. I can get that up for you real quick. Azor? Azor. Yeah. How's it going? Hello, baby. You were offline for a moment. Oh, okay. I I have no clue where we are. We don't really either. It's a little bit of a toss-up. You all like turn away from Gandar and having this conversation (laughs) with the ship now. Gendar Tata, <laughs> you can leave now. <laughs> um, and he was just like, I don't feel great, but um, yeah, and the ship's kind of like oriented and it's not bobbing anymore. It's like steady. Gandar kind of just steps in and says, well, one of the things that I think that we, one thing I want to make sure is that uh, we remember this spot. And so I propose that we keep the asteroid here because with the asteroid here, then we will all be able to meet back up at one place that is certain. Okay. How right. will, how will we know to meet back up? Uh via this the like half conch. Okay. We 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 can we can message with one another. Okay. Um but a word of warning, once you enter another space, uh time can move differently. That's another oh, thing. Oh god. Oh god. Well, Okay. Is time moving differently right now? <laughs> or is is are years passing in hearth space? I don't know. <laughs> Gander, you've done this before. Yeah. But it's different every time. How old are you now? I'm I'm forty six. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go on these long expeditions. It's like we, we go on a trip, we go on a jaunt, we meet meet other merchants and then we come back. Okay. How fun. It's a hoot. I'm sure. A hoot and a half, ta-ta. <laughs> okay, so with that, um... <laughs> half, ta-ta. <laughs> yeah, again, I was like, great, okay. And and the scum purchase go back and Buxley kind of like sheepishly looks and then puts all his glasses away and then like kind of walks off. Torin kind of looks like he's like not sure which way to go. His orc crew is also walking back to the scum purchase and he just kind of goes like, be careful out there. You too. Um, and he, he, he makes his way back to the scum purger ship as well. I feel like maybe we should have kept that one. No. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Strong opinion. <laughs> oh. yeah, Just well. a thought. Healed everyone. You know, saved lives. No, the captain healed everyone. I am so confused. <laughs> I'm so discombobulated. <laughs> she, she, she's been through a lot today. Oh. Um, and so as you all um, are kind of gathering here, you now have a moment to yourselves. Maximinus is just like, uh, okay, I think that uh, in this moment, uh, I believe that I am best served sitting in this beanbag chair. I think it's comfy. I think it's cozy. I think it is the right place to be to make sure that Azor is uh, supported. And Azor actually says, actually, yeah, like the ex the extra mental boost is really helpful in this new environment so that's actually not a bad idea maximus is like i hereby christian you three as the outbound exploration team uh, i think you you found the asteroids and got us here and i think you'll get us out of here you are so correct and with that i am naming myself as the uh Captain She, you know, the She Captain uh, of yeah. this airship for now. And with that, I think I should take that little conchi conchi and hold on to it so that I may communicate with the other ship as I am taking the lead. As He Captain, I feel that is fine. Here you Amazing. Thank you from your She Captain. <laughs> I don't know why. Right. You got him. I don't know. <laughs> I would have made you roll if you had said anything else, but somehow she captain. <laughs> he's like, captain he's like, oh, yes, there oh. does need to be a lady. <laughs> there should be a she captain. Of course. Right. We are married now. <laughs> we'll never get you through the day. <laughs> oh, man. That was quick. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and so uh, you all are here. Yep. Uh, and you, as you look out into the astral sea, you're still on the deck. Um, and as you see the the infinite recursion of silver mist move throughout, what do you guys want to do? Flandel is just kind of like walks to the edge of the deck and looks out at the asteroid. Um, and you can just... Uh, he's just, un, under his breath. He's just muttering, "I give myself permission to be myself. Oh. I give myself permission to be myself. I give myself permission to be myself." Um, and as you say that, the artifact in your chest, for the first time since you've gotten here, stops spinning and it stills. Oh. Okay, I turn back. <laughs> <laughs> That little kitten poster's hanging on, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's feeling good. It's serving. It's it's working. Does that mean that his like everything calms down? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's now back to his normal coloring. Okay. Um. Hey, I'm gonna go get uh, changed really quickly. Maybe we should meet up and um. In a second, and just uh, you know, talk about what to what to do next. That is fabulous because as she captain, I have a she plan. <laughs> That's great, Jen. Captain. Captain. Um, you all barely get a second to actually orient yourselves. From underneath the silver mist emerges what looks like a large planet. It's like hundreds of times bigger than Azor. And it looks like it is a giant honeycomb world but like very enormous holes for the honeycomb and they're all filled with 
silver pools. And it kind of comes up underneath it all. It kind of actually moves the ship a little bit as it emerges and then floats gently right above the water in front of you. And a, a pulse kind of like comes off of it and peak, you feel drawn to it. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, uh-oh. Uh, hey, Azor? Oh, uh, yeah. Can you give me a margarita, please? <laughs> yeah, of course. Is that, is that possible? I know you've been through a lot. I'm really sorry to. Um, and with that, a margarita appears. I grab it and I start. I just like start sipping it, and I I look over to the both of you and I go. I don't mean to alarm the both of you. That thing's calling me. Thank you all for listening to episode four. It was our first journey into the astral sea. Um, big shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Um, Ube Milk Tea. You're our favorite. Oh, you gorgeous, gorgeous. It's my favorite milk tea flavor. Mm-hmm. Smart and beautiful. Yeah, that's good. Oh, now I want milk tea. Oh, shit. Okay, well, I'll, I'll figure that out. Um, thanks so much for listening. And catch us again to figure out what this mysterious floating orb of just joy and... Love is honeycomb. honeycomb. Honeycomb in my cereal. Wow, what a journey. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Queers on Dice. If you loved listening to queer art and joy, come on and like, subscribe, and maybe even, ooh, write a review on your podcast app of choice. And if you're feeling a little extra curious, go ahead to patreon.com slash queers on dice where you can access our discord panel and exclusive content such as talkback episodes. <laughs> Have fun. Enjoy the rest of your day. Stay gay. <laughs> oh my God. I had a B movie backstory the whole time. Ah! I knew it. <laughs> Fucking knew it. Uh...